attack back with everything you have until the threat is stopped. That's the third point of the active shooter triangle. This is part three of a three-part series. We discussed escaping. We discussed denying access to you. And now we're going to talk about the third point, attacking back and stopping the killer. Welcome to Coffee with Alan. Appreciate everybody joining me, especially on this three-part series on active shooter or active killer response. Prompted to do it because of the killing at Michigan State last Monday and that these killings just continue to happen. I've mentioned it's not a new problem, but it's definitely something that has increased over the last couple decades. The run-hide-fight model is nationally known. It's probably the most known. And I have changed the terms and changed the way I teach that. Run-hide-fight is often taught linear. First, you run. If you can't run, then you hide. If you can't hide, only as a last resort do you fight. But it really isn't a linear equation. That's why I teach it in a triangle. You need to act. You have to move. You have to do something. But what you do will be determined by where you are, the location you're at, and where the killer is. If you can escape, great. That might be running. It might be crawling. It might be going out a window. You might be able to deny him access. Maybe the safest thing for you to do is lock down and deny him access to where you are to keep you safe. But if the killer is right there and there's no place to run, there's no place to deny him, you're going to take him out and fight. You're going to attack back. Stop him. If you have locked down, instead of hiding under your desk, you're going to be by the door. If he breaches the door, rather than being a target under a desk or back in the corner, you're going to take him out and ambush him at the doorway. That's the best place for you to successfully do something like that. Going to say good morning to Kellen. Appreciate you being here. So when we attack back, It's because we're stuck in a situation where the killer is right there. We may have been hiding. We may have been denying. We may have been escaping and run around a corner and boom, we ran into the killer because we didn't know he was there or we run into a second killer that we didn't know about. But the fact is we're in a situation where it takes immediate action to take that killer out. And so we're going to attack back. We're going on the offensive legalities of this situation, if this person has been shooting and killing people or stabbing and killing people or beating on people with something heavy and killing people, you have the right to defend yourself and others. If the person is still an active threat, which means they still have the weapon or whatever they're using to hurt and kill people, and they're trying to hurt and kill you or someone else, you have the right to stop them. And if they are killing people, you have the right to use lethal force if that's what it takes to stop that individual. So we're going to do whatever it takes. And mindset and attitude is more important than anything else. When I teach these shorter classes, you know, people say, well, what can you learn in a short class? And it is true that I'm not going to be able to teach a bunch of fancy physical techniques that someone will remember. I know that because I teach gun disarms in my Hapkido classes, and we do knife disarms and other weapon disarms, and I will teach them, and the next class, the students have not remembered them, and I teach them again, and it takes a lot of repetition before students actually get those techniques down and remember them and can maybe perform them under real situation. So I don't expect to go in and teach a group on day one fancy gun disarms and then expect 
expect them to remember them if they're ever in a situation. But here's something I can teach them that I think they'll remember. Gun to the ground, tackle and pound. You know, I brought out my inner Dr. Seuss and came up with that. And that's one of the strategies I teach in my courses. And I never teach somebody they're going to go head on toward a gun. No, this is an ambush. You're doing it at a corner or a doorway because somebody breached the door. You couldn't lock it down. You couldn't barricade it enough. They got through. Or you're at a corner and you have nowhere else to go and the gunman's coming around. Or they ran into a room and they're shooting people and you have happen to be on the flanks or the rear where you can go take them down. It's never head on. We're going to always attack from the sides or the rear where we have an advantage. And then the strategy is to use a group of people, two or more, and the first person just takes the gun and forces it toward the ground, while the second and third and everybody else just tackle and swarm the person and pound on him until he's stopped, until, and the other person can get the gun away from him. Nothing fancy, nothing complicated. We're just going to swarm and take that guy down. And if we can force the gun to the ground while we're doing it, that's going to be better. And this has saved people. People have done this and survived. So those are the kind of strategies that you could probably learn in a short period. You can listen to me right now and just think of that. Gun to the ground, tackle and pound. Remember that phrase and remember that at the time and just take the guy down and take him out. And it's with attitude. I hate the people on the internet that say the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun because it's not true. And if you believe that, then you're saying all the teachers, all the nurses, all the people in church, all the people in businesses that aren't carrying a firearm are just victims and there's nothing they can do. And that's not true because we have a lot of killers with firearms that have been stopped by ordinary citizens with no weapons. Remember the shooter in Arizona shot the congressman? Sadly, the little girl was one of the people shot and died that day. It was a 74-year-old man that tackled that guy and took him to the ground. There was a 60-some-year-old lady that then assisted him and they were holding him down. Another man showed up to help. He had a concealed weapon. He never pulled it out because the guy was already stopped. People say, well, you would never use reflex protect or pepper spray against an active shooter. Well, the kid in Oregon did. He went up to that guy with a shotgun with pepper spray and used the pepper spray and stopped that killer. There are countless examples of people without firearms that have stopped people with firearms. So don't let that discourage you and think there's nothing you can do because it's attitude and mindset that are more important than anything else. If you do own firearms, I hope that you are a responsible firearm firearm owner, and I hope you have training. I'm not saying you cannot use a firearm or you shouldn't use a firearm. I'm saying if you choose to legally own and carry a firearm, be responsible and have the training because it is an option, obviously. And we have had people with firearms stop these killers as well. Just make sure that you're responsible and have the training. And once the situation is over, you're not holding your firearm when the law enforcement officers show up. Want to put that back down and make sure that you were showing empty hands. If you're a civilian and you didn't have a weapon and you took out the bad guy, great. But don't be waving his gun around when the law enforcement show up. We don't want them to think you're a bad guy either. 
We always want to have open hands when law enforcement show up and let them know where the actual weapons are and who the bad guy is. So we want to make sure we do that. If you are not armed, you can always arm yourself with improvised weapons. Now, I don't like to plan to improvise. That's why I like teachers and other nurses and different people to have reflex protect in areas where they're not allowed to have firearms. Because why plan to improvise if there's a tool that they can use? But if you have nothing, you can improvise. And improvised weapons are more of a mindset than they are objects. Because you can use just about anything as a weapon if you have the right mindset and a little knowledge. Remember the first John Wick movie? The legend was he killed three with a pencil. We can use anything as a weapon. Can't wait till next month to get to see John Wick 4 coming out. One weapon that I like to teach, an improvised weapon, is fire extinguishers. Because they're in every public building. Schools, hospitals, malls, offices, you can find fire extinguishers. And they can be a good improvised weapon. Again, we're not going to be going down the hall with a fire extinguisher hunting an active killer and going face-to-face with them. They're used as an ambush-type weapon. We stack beside a doorway. If the doorway is breached, we hit them from the side. We spray them in the face, and then we hit them as hard as we can in the head with the canister. We can do that at a corner as well. We can do it from behind a person. Again, it's an ambush weapon, just like a defensive spray or anything else would be. But it's that mindset. Some killers have knives or machetes. We've seen that recently in the last year, both in Canada, down in Vegas. A fire extinguisher sprays out farther than that knife can reach. So you take that fire extinguisher, you spray him in the face, and while he's coughing and gagging, you go up and you smash him in the head with it. So those are the kind of things that we want to do to keep ourselves and others safe. It's all the mindset. And I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care if you're shot. You keep going and you be a survivor. And that's why when I'm teaching people this in the live courses, I always ask them to figure out what they're going to be a survivor for, because that will help give you the mindset to attack back and stop that killer. Some people, it's family. Some people, it's faith. Some people, I hope it's just yourself because you're not done yet and you got a reason to live. Whether it's because you have things to do, a higher cause calling you, it doesn't matter to me. It has to matter to you. What is important to you to make sure that you're a survivor and that will enable you to attack back and stop the threat? Now, people ask sometimes about the legalities. What if we stop the threat and can we shoot him then when he's on the ground? No, if the threat is stopped, we have to stop. So here's an example. Four people tackle and take the killer down and one person pulls the firearm away and the other three are holding the person down. And now we're waiting for the law enforcement. So I take this firearm and I place it on the desk. Okay, I I don't want to be holding it when the police come in, right? Now, the guy starts fighting. He gets up, those three can't hold him and he starts to draw another firearm. Could I pick up this firearm and then use it? Yes, if I'm stopping him from hurting or killing somebody else because he's pulling another weapon out. That can be justified. They're holding him down. I have the weapon sitting here. We're waiting for police. And someone comes in and says, you you stopped him. Great. He killed Mary. And Mary was a close friend of mine. And I just get mad. He killed Mary? I can't pick up the gun and kill him. I can't be judge, jury, executioner and get revenge. That's against the law. If he's no longer a threat, we have to stop and let the law enforcement do their job. 
if the person is still a threat and somebody's in jeopardy of being hurt or killed, we have the right to stop them. So that's what you, the nutshell of the law of what you have to really remember. We can't go past the line or then we're going to be in trouble ourselves. Make sense? So that's what we really need to have. We want to have the determination to see the thing through. We have to have some courage. Once you commit, you have to go full bore. You can't stop in the middle and think, oh, this was a bad idea. Maybe I can't stop this killer. No, you can. Others have, you can. And once you start, you have to be committed and see it through until you are safe and the threat is stopped. That's the bottom line. And because we have no other options. What's the option? Hide under a desk and die? That's not an option to me. I'd rather die fighting than hiding under a desk. Sort of like the guy in the Clint Eastwood movie. Remember the 15 whatever to Paris? Clint Eastwood actually had the actual three that didn't have weapons, but they stopped the gunmen on that train in France. He actually had those three actual men star in the movie. And in that one scene of the movie, one airman, he's in the classroom and they had an active shooter alarm go off and the instructor told them all to get under the desk. He didn't get under the desk. He grabbed a pen or a pencil and he went over by the door. Same place I teach people to stack and be ready in case somebody breaches the doorway. And he was ready in case that guy came through that door, he was going to take him out. When it was all said and done, the instructor said, what were you doing? And the guy said something to the effect of he didn't want his family or friends to know that he died hiding under a desk. If he was going to go, he's going to go out fighting. That's the kind of attitude we have to have. We are going to do whatever it takes to be survivors. Good morning, Jay. Appreciate you being here. That's what I wanted to share today. If you're ever in one of these horrific situations, yes, if you can escape that's what I want you to do. Escape and get to safety. You and your loved ones, get to safety. If there's not an escape route or it's more advantageous to deny access through a lockdown or barricading yourself in some place, do that. But in some situations, you are going to have no choice but to attack back and stop the killer. And it's attitude, determination, and just violence of action and stop him. That's what it's going to take. That's what you need to do. Until tomorrow, everybody have a fantastic Friday and stay safe.